Hello, and welcome to the Gears and Chronos podcast. This is Alexander. Hello, everybody. Uh, this is uh, Dennis. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode number 23. And today we'll be discussing the future of design for both watches and cars, I guess in, in the near future or in the kind of just in general, uh, what we think will, will happen. But anyways, just to kick things off, like, how are you doing? How's everything? I've been pretty good. It's um, definitely looking forward to the uh, the the uh, fall weather and stuff like that and all the activities related with the fall just because the, the summer has been so hot and stuff like that. So definitely uh, looking forward to that. But um, yeah, it's been pretty... Um, pretty low-key um going to be doing some uh overseas travel in late september so definitely looking forward to that but uh mm. pretty low-key i would say um and no, no new watch purchases or anything <laughs> like that in the horizon not but, yet uh, but yeah how, how about you uh pretty, pretty much the same i think uh it, it feels kind of weird because it's like summer has sort of ended but it doesn't really feel that way but yeah i mean pretty pretty much the same with with the watch front like still waiting on stuff uh and yeah, I'm just kind of just in limbo. I think I think we're kind of both in that situation. So yeah, nothing really exciting there. But yeah, it's just you know normal stuff, just working and looking at car stuff all the time. And that's pretty much it. Nice. Um, d- dive into the uh, the main topic. Sure. Yeah. Would you like to start, or should, uh, should I? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for in terms of watches, uh, I think we've seen. At least in general, I think we've seen a lot of uh, the past couple of years have been a lot of like retro, a lot of vintage styles, a lot of like people bringing older watches back and smaller watches. I think that's been a big trend. I think it still is a trend right now, but I think in the future, it's probably going to, it's kind of weird, but I think it's going to trend back to like larger watches and like more crazy, um, more like obscene stuff kind of like what we see in like the early 2000s and things like that i think that that stuff will come back kind of like you steal with like fashion that that kind of style has come back like baggier pants like big xxl jerseys uh like that style has kind of made a comeback so i feel like that kind of like retro look like the big like was like technomarine you know like, like those like casios or something like i think that's that's gonna come back eventually like that that kind of uh look I don't know. That's just like an idea that I had. Yeah. What about you? Like, what what are your, what do you think? Um, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with you. It definitely makes a lot of sense. It's, um, yeah, a lot of things come back around again for sure with design and fashion and all that kind of stuff uh, in general. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that I can definitely see like the trend going more, um, modern with a lot of stuff. Cause I obviously in the past, like 10 years or so, we saw a big trend towards retro stuff and uh, just more vintage and inspired with a uh, modern twist, but I can definitely, cause I've definitely been noticing with a lot of miles that it seems like the retro stuff is definitely played out for now. Definitely a lot of consumers want to see some fresh designs and things like that. So, I mean, I can definitely mm-hmm. see it going more modern in this, in a sense, but I mean, I honestly also think that um, retro is always going to be around in some sense. Cause I mean, like for example, with um, Tudor with their black Bay range, that's always kind of been set like in the retro vintage inspired um, area in terms of just like playing off of um, the old Submariners and things like that from Tudor and mm-hmm. Rolex, uh, even though they obviously have modern movements and they do a lot more modern kind of finishing techniques and things like that. But I mean, so in that sense, I could see that always being rooted in that, but I mean, like it definitely seems like with the 
especially with Tudor, like with their master chronometers, uh, move, certified movements that they're doing with the, with the black base and things like that. They're pushing towards now. It seems like they're definitely like pushing towards the future. Um, mm-hmm. And because, I mean, a lot of companies seem to be going in that direction with like the like more accuracy and stuff like that and just like offering consumers more for their money. Cause I mean, you get a lot of bang for your buck with Tudor with um, what they offer you uh, under $5,000. So I mean, in general with a lot of watches, it seems like a lot of them like offer bigger power reserves and stuff, stuff like that. And they're, they're definitely trying to innovate with their styling and just like new fresh colors and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely see that going towards more modern, but I mean like at the same time, it's like, like you, like you were saying, I'm like, you never know, like it could go back obviously with the bigger, um, uh, case sizes and things like that. And just like things can always obviously recycle and things like that. So, I mean, I mean, honestly, who, who knows, like, I guess with how it could play out, but mm-hmm. I mean, like, I definitely see it, things definitely, um, changing for the next, um, decade or so. Cause I mean, like, I feel like that whole retro thing is definitely, I guess the last uh, decade, I guess with yeah. how big it was. Yeah. I guess like, I, I, I feel like nowadays you see so much which I, I like, but it's kind of like the vintage, like Cartier vibe, like small watch, leather strap. Uh, like you see so much of that. Uh, it's kind of like, I mean, it's cool. I, I do like the look, but it's just like, I feel like everybody's kind of going for that same look nowadays. Like everybody wants that like vintage style. And like, I don't know, I think like something new or something fresh would kind of like change it up. And it's definitely a cool look though. Like I, like I love that, but it's just like, can't really have just that i feel like it's becoming it's becoming the stainless steel sports watch which is fine but it's like it's just like monotonous it's like everybody is chasing the same look so yeah i get that and also i guess with like especially with that vintage like cardia dress watch vibe too i guess you also need to have smaller wrists and stuff to pull it off like yeah i'm not sure if you're familiar with uh mark cho mm-hmm. um no. he, i think he's with the uh the armory and stuff like that like that oh, okay. big um put it's out like a lot a, of high-end clothes. clothes yeah clothing store right yeah, because he, yeah. he did like this whole um, survey with like people in terms of like wrist size and like mm-hmm. how they felt about like smaller watches and like like what kind of watches they could wear based on their wrist size. And he was like like talking about like perfect sized um, watches, but he was skewing towards smaller. But then again, it also obviously really depends on your wrist size. Like with my wrist, I have a six point two five inch wrist, which is mm-hmm. pretty small for a guy. And I mean, smaller watches work for me, but I mean, like there's a lot of people with much bigger watches too. So no, sorry, much bigger wrists. I mean, it's really dependent with how that works. I mean, if you have a big wrist and you're wearing a really small watch, it's going to look dumb. Yeah. So I guess it really depends on the person. Cause I mean, there's so many different mm. people out there and what they like and stuff like that. So it's definitely a, um, a tough one. Cause there's like no one size fits all, so to speak. Yeah. I definitely think a small watch on a big wrist looks better than a big watch on a small wrist for sure yeah i agree like yeah 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 i agree with you it's definitely it looks a little silly with a too big of a watch yeah yeah should we um move over to um car related design sure yeah yeah i think like as much as like real or i guess i don't want to say real but car enthusiasts like dislike new technology and new cars i think like there's no, there's really no denying that like these cars are getting more simple and they're getting not more simple, but just like the interiors of the cars are going to get more simplified. It's just going to be screens. It's going to be no physical buttons, no dials. I think that's kind of the direction that cars are going towards. I think it's going to be less physical touches, more like maybe, you know, voice commands or more, you know, stuff that you 
not necessarily actually have to touch like physically in the car, but you can like prompt things a certain way and the car will do things. I think there's going to be less, less of a structure. I feel like there's going to be more, more like glass. It's kind of like uh, Tesla's and, I remember I was at the mall and I sat in one of those, um, what's that new? Oh, Lucid, Lucid. And like that car has literally it, it like the windshield connects to the, um, sunroof. So it's like just one big piece of glass. And I'm like, I know Tesla's are kind of like that too. So I'm, I, I think like, that's kind of where a lot of these cars are going kind of that like greenhouse kind of vibe. So, yeah, I mean, like it, it kind of sucks. Like I wish it were going the other way, but I, I think like, for as long as for car interiors, I think that's where it's going. It's just like very simple, just a lot of screens and yeah, like very minimal. That's where I, I kind of see that going. Yeah. I can definitely see that. It's like, it's kind of interesting though. The, like, for example, like with the new, um, uh, VW golf, um, GTIs and the mm. R's, like a, I've definitely seen a lot of, um, pushback with how I did that, the whole infotainment system with like all the haptics yeah, and everything like yeah. that and over complication. So it's kind of an interesting, like, thought uh exercise in terms of having like that whole quote minimalist thing and having like everything in the screens but it's Mm -hmm. like having it like too complicated where it's like everything that you need is buried in the menus with like ac or important things so like having that that balance of having like all these things that are important to the using the car in the screens but also having it simple and easy to use Mm. so i think i think that'll be like really the key is like having all this technology in there but have it easy to use and not have it too much fuss because then mm-hmm. you end up being da- a danger on the road because then you're like trying to like fiddle with yeah. stuff and you could cause accidents and like having stuff that actually like works with everyday life and is easy to use but also have it um so it keeps the passenger the, the occupant safe but also um like hands free and stuff like you were talking about yeah and i think over time it's going to get better and i think right now it's just stuff is kind of evolving. So like technology is kind of like same with like the VW example you said, like I'm sure next generation is going to get better and it's going to get better and better. It's going to be more intuitive and stuff like that. So I think, I think eventually it will get better in terms of like just overall functionality, but yeah, I guess, I guess like aesthetically um, I'm, I'm personally not like a huge fan of like screens and just even having like digital dash or something like that. Like I, I, I'm really not a huge fan. Like I think it's, it's uh I don't know. It's it's just like it, it's so like computerized, and it's like I, I want to see like if I if I'm driving, if I'm actually driving the car, like I want to see stuff happening. I don't I don't want it to be just like showing me stuff on on a screen. I don't know. That's just like how I feel. But yeah, I guess like overall like design wise, I mean I I, I think cars are just going to be more like seamless. Like cars are going to start looking this more the same. You know, like everybody's going to start like kind of copying each other in terms of like design cues. And I mean, you still already see that now, but I just I just don't really see there being like uh, kind of like some crazy design or like iconic design like there used to be anymore because like it's just not either it's not practical or it's not like nobody likes that kind of look anymore or it's like it's just not like aerodynamic or like not uh, like friendly or some, somehow like, yeah, I don't know. That's just how I kind of feel about like the looks like the looks of like cars going Mm -hmm. forward so yeah i get that it's um it's kind of interesting like on um spike's car radio they were talking about the um like how well um 
uh, the Koreans are doing with car design and things yeah. like that, like uh, with Kia and Hyundai. Like, and also I read, I remember reading an article. Um, I think it was Angus McKenzie. I think it was uh, Motor Trend. Mm. He was talking about like how the, like the they're dominating in terms of the car market because they're borrowing a lot of the designers that from like uh bmw and other things and they're using them to create new designs for them and they're kind of becoming market leaders when it comes to like having like really fresh designs but also obviously having like a lot of bang for buck so i kind of like like i'm not sure like how that'll continue into the future but that whole idea of like using um kind of the like the recipe of what other companies have done but innovating on that Mm. and using that i mean like I feel like that's definitely a, a good way of the future because you're not just you're not you don't have to reinvent the wheel yeah. to make something great. I mean, like they're they're taking a recipe that they know that works and they're making it work for them, but they're also doing that at a. I mean, like granted, a lot of their stuff is not cheap, but I mean, like they're mm-hmm. doing it at a at a price point that's definitely quite a bit cheaper than what they're doing in Europe, and they're coming out with some great designs in like the Hyundai Ioniq Five. That yeah, little, I think uh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's like yeah. a retro style like hatchback, but it's like electric and stuff like that, and very mm. futuristic. So I mean, you have like a combination of like cool retro styling, but with um, obviously all the modern features and stuff like that. So I, mean, I definitely see like that being a thing too, like the whole idea of like retro, but also you have it mm-hmm. with the latest technology. I guess you kind of you, you kind of see that like in a lot of uh, like I, I feel like a, like a trend recently. A trend is like like mid-century modern or like for homes and furniture and stuff like that and a lot of people like that i I really like that stuff too like a lot of people like to repurpose that kind of stuff in like more of like a modern space like maybe they buy like a uh, whatever you know the, the furniture like a wasili chair or something and then they, but they put it in like a very like obviously like a brand new home or it's like more modern space rather than something that's like traditionally in like a 1950s home i think like it's that's like kind of the same thing that like they're bringing like aspects of like that retro but like putting it into like a modern environment but yeah like i i, I do like that car that ionic vibe is like pretty cool it's like pretty sick so yeah definitely the idea of using nice design and like design that they know that works like getting designer the, the design bentleys and things like that yeah. i mean you know that those are nice designs and they have like really cool looking cars yeah. and like having that same kind of flair is definitely a, a winning formula because you know that what that person does uh works mm-hmm. and it's a great design so i mean it's definitely because i don't know about you but i never really remembered like hearing about that before like uh, companies using those same designers yeah um after they were already successful with one brand i mean like it's it's even though it's definitely not i guess I guess par for the course usually i mean like it definitely it's one of those kind of things where it's you have something that that works so it's like in a sense that it's safe but you're also making it your own and having your own design language with that kind of i guess the area that designer yeah. works in because they have like each designer has their own signature style so to speak yeah i guess i, I guess it's like yeah good and bad i think a lot of there are some cars that i think are pretty are, are very distinct but i think there all are also a lot of cars that look very similar. I don't know. I, I just think like a lot, a lot of times nowadays, like you see like a Toyota Camry, like a new Toyota Camry and compare it to like a, a five series. It's like, they kind of like to a normal person's eye, like you just like glance at it or something. They, they look so similar now. Like if you don't see the badge, if you don't see the, the logos, anything like that, it wasn't really like before where you just saw like a corner of the car and be like, Oh, I know like, you know, that's, that's very obviously like a, whatever it's kind of like that the the new m3 like the g80 mm. you know with the big like pig nose i think like 
although it is like pretty ugly, I think it's like a pretty bold statement because like once you see that like big nose, like you know that's like a like a BMW. I think that's that's pretty cool of them to kind of like go out of the box and just make something like crazy and then like you see it on the road, you're like, okay, that's a BMW. Even though it's ugly, I still think it's ugly, but it's cool that it's like so distinct to to that to that car rather than looking like everything else on the road. Yeah, that's very true because it's very like polarizing with that BMW. It's like it's like either love it you or you hate it, but you can't deny that it's definitely unique. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I still don't like it, but um, (laughs) it's. I mean, you see it on the road, you know, it's an M3, like you know, so. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. I guess amongst the drab of like Camrys or things like that, it's like it's kind of refreshing to kind of see something that's a little bit more bold and in your face even if you don't like it it's like it's uniquely them it's yeah. like not drab and like blending in yeah kind of an interesting thing because you have to like you obviously want to come up with these designs that are uniquely that company's like you th- immediately think of that company and think of a design yeah but you also want something that's going to stand the test of time and i mean like obviously that's a really tough thing to do mm-hmm. so it's definitely I, I definitely wouldn't want to be in that job having to design yeah, those. Right. Yeah. But it's definitely um we're just gonna see the direction it goes in if if there's like obviously I feel like retro will always play an aspect with certain things, but I mean like I feel like um a lot of the companies will have to kind of figure out their own way of doing like a lot of the electric vehicles and stuff like that. Cause I mean obviously you wanna differentiate them from the cars they have now, but also you wanna have some stamp of uniqueness on it. So yeah. it's definitely not gonna be an easy task. Yeah, that's why it's kind of interesting. Like, if you think about like the 911, it's like they had, they've had the same design like DNA for however long, and it's like you you see a brand new 992 on the road, and you're like, even to somebody that doesn't really know cars, like they they see it and they're like, oh, that's a Porsche, or they they associate that with like, not they might not know it's like 911, but they'd be like, oh, that's like a Porsche, or they see like a like a old Carrera RS or something, and be like, okay, that's also a Porsche. It's like kind of crazy how like that kind of design DNA has stayed the same for so long while still being like modern. Like that, that to me is like pr- pretty insane. If you look at every other car, like any other car that has a lot of history, like even like BMW M3s, like you look at like E30 and then until the new one, it's like, they don't look like the same at all. Like there's very little design cues that are similar. Whereas 911, it's like you put them side by side. You, you could tell both are Porsche. That's pretty crazy. Like that's pretty crazy to me. Yeah, that's a great point. Is I feel like I, I mean, obviously it's obviously subjective, but I feel like a lot of the Porsches you see on the road, it's like you can immediately tell it's a Porsche just because the yeah. design ethos. And also, it's like I think for the most part, a lot of them have like a cool design to them. It's like they're very uniquely like Porsche and very Germanic with their styling, no matter mm-hmm. what the the model is. Yeah, I don't know. It's I that mean, secret sauce. Yeah, no. they definitely know what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, definitely not all my taste, but I mean, like, mm-hmm. I definitely can't fault their design. I mean, like, it's all very, it's all very Porsche, I guess, for lack of better yeah, word. But, yeah. yeah. Are there any, like, new cars that you've seen kind of, like, past maybe, like, couple months that have really, like, like, design-wise that have been, like, kind of stood out to you or, like, wow, like, that's actually really, that's bold or, like, that's really cool? I, d- I would definitely say that a lot of, that, that a lot of the sports cars, like, like, for example, um, Lotus has been doing the um, the uh, work with the electric supercar and stuff like that, and I forget the the name of the model, but I mean, like, it's just like absolutely incredible looking and like very sleek and beautiful and mm. a lot of power and it's like and you see like them transitioning towards um, all electric uh, sports cars and yeah. supercars. 
I would say that that direction, like I guess with like the performance sports cars that are EVs, I feel like that's a really I'm I'm trying I'm drawing a blank on like specific like um, models, but I mean I definitely mm. been noticing more of that. That's like definitely exciting to see like what they do for the future. Yeah, I know you said like the Land Cruiser. You sent me that link before. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Honestly, I, I don't think like anything has really like caught my attention. I think I've, I've been looking at too many like older cars. I haven't really been looking at like new stuff. So I'm not sure. Yeah. My mind has just been like all S2K. So it's like, <laughs> I'm just looking at pictures of that. I heard that the Honda is actually going to make a new S2000 and it's going to be electric or something. Oh, cool. I think there's like rumors about that. So that should be fun, but, but it's, it's kind of interesting. I saw like this thing. Um, Speaking of Honda, they were like showing the, like the latest, um, talking about the latest Honda cord, like how like, the nice the styling is on those newer mm. ones but they're saying like you have a very few examples of um mid-size full-size sedans in the world of suvs now so it's kind of interesting like how you have like brands like toyota or honda is still innovating and coming out with new versions of that when it's like mostly suvs in this country now so it's kind of an interesting thing like how you have like certain brands that hold steady with that even though mm. they're they don't sell as well as suvs it's like obviously there's still yeah. a place for that i guess i would only really apply for like America, right? Like mm-hmm. everybody likes SUVs here and trucks and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I could dig out the new Prius. Well, those are cool. Yeah. That's that's a cool car. Like design wise, it's like I think it's sick. It looks so good. It's insane. Yeah, it's kind of funny the day we never thought the day would come when we think of yeah. Prius and cool. <laughs> yeah. That that Prius is really cool. I think like uh, have you seen one in person yet? I have not, no. Oh, you yep. haven't? Yeah, yeah. They're nice. They're nice. I think the the front looks probably the best of the car. The rear is looks a little like squished, like they like smushed together. But yeah, the front of the car is beautiful. It, it's 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 actually like sick. Like you you do maybe you do a little bit like put some wheels on it. Insane. Like that, that car will look really good. But yeah, that that's definitely one new car that I would I would own, lower it a little bit, put some wheels, and just daily it. That's wow. a that's a cool. Um, wow, it's, you know. that's that's high that's high uh, that's high praise. Yeah, I mean, it looks sick. Yeah, it looks sick. Uh, like in the world of like same looking cars and like boring cars, it's pretty cool. I, I think it's a pretty cool uh, cool thing that they did. Yeah, you Toyota's know. definitely been on fire lately with the, that new Land Cruiser and then coming out with that stuff. I mean, like they're definitely yeah. doing a good job. Like Corolla GR stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, they, Toyota's definitely got some special sauce going on that they're uh, yeah. sprinkling on around their different model line. It's definitely uh, fun because it's like, they used to be so boring and stuff before and they wouldn't yeah. innovate. Mm-hmm. Now they're coming out with some really cool stuff. It's yeah. fun to see. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so you can't, it's like you can't have a company that only makes a bo- uh, boring but reliable cars. Like you got to have something that adds a little spice to it. Makes it a little bit more exciting. Yeah. It's like, I mean, they which they did in the past, but you know, past 10 years 10 15 years it really hasn't been any no anything so yeah no sports or i guess did they have a sports car no nah, they really didn't gr86 i don't know now they do but yeah sure now there's a plethora of them yeah there's a bunch of them yeah yeah it's like i remember seeing an article because they have the uh bonhams um auction coming up related with the goodwood festival of speed and i actually think they have a toyota 2000 gt in the sale oh yeah those are sell. So, those are nice those are nice yeah, those are yeah. that's like a gorgeous car it's like yeah. I, I love it to see like if they did like a modern like iteration or something like that that would be really cool yeah that'd be cool that's a gorgeous car are those cars like two three million yeah they're that? like up there that, yeah 
it's kind of interesting. Like, I, I, that's the only, I don't know about you, but that's like the only Toyota I can think of that's like, like really like legendary car status for them. Yeah. I mean, you could say Supra, like, yeah. like Mark four, like, you know, older, like Fast and Furious Supra. Yeah. I guess you could say that, but it's not really old enough to be kind of like at that, like 2000 GT level. Yeah. And I guess also the price point, obviously the Supras have obviously gotten expensive, but they're definitely not in the millions yet. I mean, yeah. they could be one day, but definitely mm-hmm. not yet, but they're definitely getting up there. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I heard Supras are actually like kind of trash stock. Mm. So, um, same thing with, uh, Skylines. A lot of people say that like GTRs. Mm r34s and everything they're like it's they're really not that great stock it's just the tunability is kind of like what brought them like made them so popular but if you just keep it stock and you like drive it stock people say it's like it's not fun like there's so many better cars for the money that you can get but uh still i mean it's still like you know really cool cars but it's just like i think like a you know r34 gtr they're like what three hundred thousand right now four hundred thousand for like a decent one and it's like would you get that or a gt3 rs like come on like you know like there's no debate so i i don't know like yeah. i guess that's the problem when you when you have something that's that hyped up and you get in that price range is like so hard to yeah to like uh, justify spending that on that car versus some other amazing cars that are out there i mean like, yeah. it's definitely a tough one yeah yeah Toyota has some really really cool cars i'd love to drive a corolla gr one day see how it is but yeah it's a cool um, car yeah there's a lot of a lot of people are coming out with like modifications for them and suspension looks really cool starting to look really really cool so yeah, yeah for sure i agree with you definitely a um car i would love to get the driver own one day maybe <laughs> yep 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 but yeah um any other uh thoughts from the design wise i don't think i really have have any yeah pretty yeah, yeah pretty I much think i think i think that's either. it yeah I think it's a good place to wrap up. Sounds good. Uh, Thank you very so much for listening, everybody, and uh, talk to you in the next one. Yep. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Be sure to uh, follow us. We have an Instagram page, which is still inactive. I haven't posted it. But it's Gears and Chronos on Instagram. And we also have an email. That's gearsandchronos at gmail.com. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. If you have any uh, topic topic ideas, we'd love to hear that, too. So, yeah. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.